What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of War Number News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related, and we don't bore you, we get into it. Let's do it. Okay, people, before we get started, if you would subscribe and hit that bell, all that good stuff, we'd appreciate it around these parts. New episode for Never News every Saturday, 12 p.m. EST. You know the drill, but we got a lot of stories to get through. I want to jump into them. Let's jump. And first on the docket, I want to pay respects because we lost a few prominent figures in the anime and manga space, as well as some singers as well. Uh, but for starters, we lost the voice of Nappa and Ada from Dragon Ball Z, Ader. Uh, he played uh, Android 8 in Dragon Ball, I believe. Shozo Lizuka, Nappa and Android 8's Japanese voice actor, passed away due to heart failure at the age of 89. Uh, very big loss, I ain't gonna lie, because first of all, Nappa, of course, a staple in Dragon Ball. But for me personally, I remember as a kid when I watched the Path to Power film. Uh, that was a very big influential one for me personally as just a kid thinking like, yo, this was a great movie and the way, you know, they handled the retelling of Dragon Ball and stuff like that and how kind Ader was and stuff. So again, rest in peace to dude. Sad stuff all around here because uh, we also lost another voice actor in the anime world as well. Voice actor Mitsuo Senda passes away. Talent Agency 81 Produce announced on Tuesday that voice actor Mitsuo Senda passed away on February 25th of Is chemic heart failure. He was 82. Senda was born in Tokyo in March 1940. Some of Senda's notable roles include Yonio Yamada in Ojamanga Yamada-kun, Jeff in Giant George, Elder Squirrel in Gone, Dave McCartney in Gogo 13, Smiley in Sherlock Hound, Goro Kanzaki in Zetman, The Great Toad Sage in Naruto Shippuden is probably what a lot of you guys know him from. Uh, the Great Toad Sage voice, very iconic in my opinion. I just rewatched some of those episodes last month uh kaizei saitaku and kingdom and grandpa nico in the adventures of tyrono boy among others sendo also voiced dub roles for western films such as king richard and robin hood and provided voiceover for many tv programs uh rest in peace and condolences to his family and of course rest in peace and condolences to uh the voice actor of napa and uh android 8 as well and then we also lost a prominent singer singer maon kurosaki passes away agency art one entertainment announced on tuesday that singer maon kurosaki passes away suddenly on february 16th after a worsening of her chronic illness kurosaki underwent emergency surgery for epidural hematoma bleeding between the skull and the membrane surrounding the brain oh gosh that's horrible in uh, September 2021 after collapsing during the middle of a live streamed concert earlier that month Kurosaki rose to fame after performing in Tokyo's Akihabara Otaku Shopping District and then made her major label debut with ending theme songs for the High School of the Dead anime that was major wow uh, her performance of Magic World the ending theme for a certain magical index 2 debut in the top 20 of Oricon's weekly single charts she has since contributed songs to Dances with the Dragons Danganronpa 3 the end of Hope's Peak High School Future Arc, Drifters, the Grisaya Anime Projects, yeah, her catalog goes big, uh, School Live, Shakugan no Shana, oh my gosh, yeah, Star Blazers, Strike the Blood, Tokyo Ravens, um, rest in peace uh, to the singer, and uh, it just sounds horrible all around, and 
rest in peace and condolences to the entire families of these people i wanted to start it off with you know paying my respects but let's get on to a little bit more lighter news a little bit more uh i guess some good stuff so to speak because it seems as though with all of the controversy that has been going down for netflix netflix was like okay guys hop off our backs we're gonna do something nice for once we're not gonna just keep on bleeding and gouging at the people that have uh you know subscribed to our platform we're gonna do something dope because it seems as though they've lowered prices in certain areas let's read this netflix lowers prices for streaming plans in 100 countries and territories entertainment news source variety reported on friday that netflix is lowering its streaming plan prices in more than 100 countries and territories including asia latin america europe the middle east and africa netflix confirmed for example that the basic plan dropped from about 670 to about 450 per month in the philippines and the standard plan dropped from about 835 to about 730 per month variety stated that netflix will not be lowering prices in north america or western europe hey <laughs> yo yeah oh god what i want to say right now netflix really uh i mean shout outs to it's really awesome that y'all giving you know uh some breaks to africa and all of these other places but come on dog north america and western all right uh the streaming service had implemented a price increase in subscription plans in the u.s and canada in early 2022 while netflix did not reveal the entire list of countries research firm um, Prior analysis has reported the following list of countries affected and you see it's a wide variety including afghanistan albania algeria angola bangladesh belize uh, yeah, just a, a crap ton of places, but nothing for North America or Western Europe. The two loudest places, I would argue, when it comes to Netflix and their shenanigans on the pricing. They're like, oh, yeah, I want to complain. Word. Everybody else, yo, we lowering it. We lowering it. Y'all, though, especially North America, you, you guys, <laughs> nah, we got a, a price increase incoming. I'm sure they do. <laughs> Netflix. I, I thought this was supposed to be good. Well, I guess again, shout out to Africa and all of these other places that are getting some uh, price cuts for them. Cool beans, but yeah. Now we spoke, I want to say it was months ago about Cartoon Network's fate at the very least in North America. It was a little dicey. It looked like they really wasn't going in a direction of like stability. And then after a certain point, I remember they had mentioned again in North America that they were going to try and aim more towards adults that are the ones that watch Cartoon Network the most anyway. I believe they said 29 year olds are the ones that watch Cartoon Network the most, which is mind boggling because Teen Titans Go is the number one programming. So it kind of makes you think, well, maybe Teen Titans Go isn't as bad as people initially thought. Maybe there's a little more into it than meets the eye. Or it could, of course, be the opposite as well. But that's definitely interesting to note. However, in Canada, it looks as though they are bringing Cartoon Network back over there. It says here, Canada's Teletoon rebrands as Cartoon Network on March 27th. Chorus Entertainment announced on Tuesday that its Teletoon channel in Canada will rebrand as Cartoon Network on March 27th. The current Cartoon Network channel in Canada will simultaneously rebrand as as boomerang so they're kind of doing what they have over here in the states where there's boomerang and then there's cartoon network and boomerang is usually where they put like the classics and stuff so that's probably what they're gonna do teletoon launched in canada october 1997 the channel aired many anime in english including the bakugan franchise several pokemon series and films several Yu-Gi-Oh series yokai watch dragon ball z cardcaptor sakura the beyblade burst franchise and more chorus entertainment stated the new cartoon network channel will feature flagship shows and classic television Teletoon programming. Chorus Entertainment also runs the Teletoon French channel in Canada, but the company did not confirm if that channel will continue or if it will also be rebranded. Boomerang specializes in classical animation series and other retro 
content. So definitely really interesting to note that it looks as though Cartoon Network ain't over. Despite the fact that there was those reports that, yo, Cartoon Network is done. They got rid of a crap ton of people. It's not going to be the same. Cartoon Network Studios is different. It looks as though at the very least as well in Canada, they're moving forward and they're bringing a boomerang over there, which again is probably going to play all the classics and whatever they got coming. Uh, hopefully it's some good. Hopefully they are staying true to their word that, yo, 29-year-olds and on are the ones that love watching Cartoon Network. Let's give them something that they could chew on besides stuff that you know at the end of the day teen titans go there are lessons in there to be honest i know you're probably gonna think what there's some really dope stuff in there and little subliminal messages for kind of people that want to think outside the box so to speak but at the same time it would be dope to get more of like how the justice league unlimited and you know the the bruce tim universe from back in the day with batman the animated series superman the animated series all that stuff it'd be nice to get some more of that level of content and storytelling as well but we gotta wait and see and i want to be clear because i know everybody's gonna say well hbo max has all that stuff and they canceled this that and third which we're gonna talk later on in this episode about something that got canceled but i'm just saying more mature programming all across the board again if 29 year olds are watching 29 year olds also buy merchandise that's another big thing it's like yo we're not in the age of yo the only way you can have a cartoon or an animated series going is by selling toys to children grown adults are going and they're buying magnets they're buying all sorts of merch so yeah and they're the ones that have their own money that's another incentive but shout outs to canada for bringing cartoon network over there or rebranding their teletoon and they're probably making major moves or gearing up for major moves if they're also adding in boomerang moving forward i thought this was very interesting and also very good for people to move forward and showcasing that it's okay to be yourself and to not hide regardless of what's going on with you because apparently the prince of tennis creator came out and revealed that he uses a wheelchair and at first i was thinking to myself well why would he do that uh you know what what, what would be the reason but regardless of why he did it and we're going to read in a second maybe the article actually gives the insight into why he did it i think that this is a beautiful thing for people that they do have disabilities there's a lot of people in the anime and manga space especially that do have disabilities i feel like this right here will allow for people to feel a little more liberated like Yo, one of the biggest manga cub of all time, the Prince of Tennis creator, he's in a wheelchair and he's living out his dreams. Why can't I? So let's read. This is dope. Prince of Tennis creator Takeshi Konomi reveals he uses wheelchair. The Prince of Tennis manga creator Takeshi Konomi revealed on Twitter on Sunday that he is currently unable to walk and is using a wheelchair. He stated he could not attend the latest Prince of Tennis musical production, but he received a video of encouragement from the staff and cast of the musical. In December, Konomi did not attend the Jump Festa 23 event as planned due to his poor health he explained that at the time he had been in poor health several times in 2022 due to an unspecified illness and of course he's been in jump since like 99 he started with the first prince of tennis manga and prince of tennis is still going uh first of all massive best wishes and positivity sent to this creator again the fact that he came out and was very honest and open like yo dog i'm in a wheelchair he didn't specify i don't think he needs to specify why exactly he's in the wheelchair he just has a chronic illness um sending him again just a bunch of positivity and i think that this is also even a teachable moment for people that yo dog one of the biggest creators out you know what i'm saying to do that he's been rocking out in the manga scene since 98 he's in a wheelchair and he's not afraid to tell people that 
you can be okay to be yourself. It's okay to be yourself. And uh, again, not saying that that's himself. You know, what I'm saying it's not. I don't think he was born and having to use a wheelchair. I'm just saying that he's not embarrassed about it. You shouldn't be embarrassed about whatever you're going through either. Moving forward, I found this one to be interesting because if you've ever heard of the series Erased, uh, minus the ending that some people have problems. For the most part, a lot of people say that series is damn near classic. It is great. It is amazing. I could rewatch Erased a bunch of times, despite the fact that I know the culprit of the whole situation now after watching it the first time of course but Erased was amazing and it seems as though the mangaka of Erased ain't done yet let's read well he ain't done with creating manga let me specify because I believe he had a series after Erased and yeah he's coming with a new one Erased author Kei Sanbei launches new manga on March 25th the March issue of Square Enix's Big Gangang magazine revealed on Saturday that the manga creator Kei Sanbei will launch a new manga titled Otogi no Hako no Reto in the magazine's next issue March 25th the magazine describes the manga as a quote unquote sword fighting period drama set in the northern country interesting is it taking place in canada like what do you mean the northern country hey shout outs to canada that was basically me giving props no disrespect at all i love my canadians the manga will have a color opening page and will also feature on the issue's cover the manga will feature counseling and cooperation by akan ainu consul an organization aimed at disseminating ainu culture and protecting ainu intellectual property so it looks like it's going to get more into like native stuff i think this is going to be very interesting i need to not only is the author of a race like yo you wrote a race the race is amazing but then you're going in this direction okay we got a visual for the first chapter the art looks sick the main character with the headband again yo i don't care everybody want to hate on yuki tabata dog he made a wave of a lot of characters i'm suddenly seeing with the little you know headband and stuff like that on the head i'm just saying dog give some props to tabata and black clover with asta i'm just saying but the art looks really sick as well the female in the back with the sword looks dope like i like that too a male and a female on a sword battle quest let's go this looks hype and again with the ainu culture like a lot of really awesome stuff this is one to look out for sanbei of course serialized erase back from 2012 to march 2016 and serialized a spinoff manga from june to november 2016 in case you didn't know how successful it was the manga was nominated for the tezuka osamu cultural prize reader award in 2014 the manga taisho awards in 2015 and 2017 same comic award yen press released the manga in english and it's a good series moving forward this is a very big one in case you don't know i've been talking about it for a few months now that there's a new jojo's there's officially a new jojo's not only is it on its way it is here hirohiko araki has made jojo's part nine jojo lands it is it has arrived and the first chapter i'm hearing some pretty interesting things of course we had the cover page of the new mc the new jojo that was revealed we talked about it in the last episode of Fenever news you can always watch those episodes here on the channel uh but we got something very big because the hype for this is so real that ultra jump the magazine that this releases in which i want to say it's a monthly magazine it's definitely not weekly but ultra jump literally got its first reprint in 11 years due to this new jojo manga the first reprint in 11 years that means this manga never sells out like that this is the power of hirohiko araki gosh i need to order this one because this is going to be legendary and a collector's item matter of fact note to self order off ebay the uh, magazine of ultra jump that has this this is 
gonna be big and I wanna own it. I'm just saying. The official website for Shueisha's Ultra Jump magazine announced on Monday that Shueisha will issue a reprint of the magazine's March issue, which will begin rolling out in bookstores on March 15th. The issue features the debut chapter of Hirohiko Araki's The Jojo Lands, the ninth part of the Jojo Bizarre Adventure manga series. This is the magazine's fourth reprint in its history. Yo, they only reprinted the magazine four times in its history, and the first one since the magazine's October 2012 issue 11 years ago, which contained cover art featuring Jojolian, the eighth part. So it's like every time there's a new Jojo, it's like, yo, Ultra Jump, get ready, dog. We're going to sell like hotcakes. I bet they wish they had a new Jojo every issue, huh? <laughs> uh, the other magazine issues that had reprints are the April 2010 and June 2011 issues. Araki's Jojolian manga debut in Ultra Jump in May 2011 and ended, of course, August 2021. The manga's 27th and final volume shipped in September 2021. And yeah, it sounds like Jojo Land's got a lot of people excited, a lot of people hype. Of course, it's a new Jojo. You know what I'm saying? This is going to be a very big deal. And probably 10 years from now, uh, we'll get the anime adaptation of this by David Production. Well, I don't want to say 10 years. Maybe like 5? No, 5 years seems too soon at this point because we still got part 7 and 8. Ooh, probably closer to 10. Maybe 7, 8, 7 to 10 years. Jeez Louise. But yeah, people, it seems like Ultra Jump is very happy that uh, a new JoJo's is coming in because it sold a lot of magazines for them. Yeah. Moving forward, uh, One Piece fans, I got some unfortunate news. I know you're not going to like this, especially uh, the way that One Piece anime has been rocking lately. It's been rocking out hardcore. It's been amazing. It's been awesome. It's been very, very exciting to watch. Uh, but there's a decent semi-sized break incoming, and you're going to be like, no, but I got to report it to you. One Piece TV anime takes two-week break. But it will return March 19th. Please don't kill the messenger. I'm just here to tell you. Shortly after the airing of this week's episode of the One Piece TV anime, the official YouTube account released a preview for the next episode, revealing that the series will be taking a two-week break and will be leaving port again March 19th for its next TV anime broadcast. Okay, so yeah, it, uh, two weeks. I ain't gonna lie. They've been snapping very heavy. If any anime deserves that, is the anime that is faithfully adapting, still ongoing, a weekly series that is a thousand plus chapters in that has beautiful art and animation a lot of the times and ultimately yeah it's very close to the manga they're like eight months away from the last chapter something like that cut them some slack let them get two weeks it'll also benefit them and benefit everything immensely because dog we we be cutting it real close with one piece i'm just saying you know like we'd be like two chapters away from hey that chapter just came out last week they already got in the anime okay maybe not that far but you, you get my drift the two week break is okay in my book and of course, the One Piece TV anime continues to go strong with over a thousand episodes of the series streaming right on Crunchyroll. New episodes every week, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, two-week break from the One Piece anime. It'll come back stronger. This will be for its benefit. I'm not mad at it at all. Cool beans. And while we're on the topic of One Piece, uh, apparently Oda is bugging out. <laughs> no, <laughs> apparently Oda is bugging out so much so, uh, maybe due to the fact that, hey, you know, he's been writing this series since 1997. He's been working on for most of his life and yeah no i'm probably exaggerating but apparently oda asked a uh ai to write the next chapter of one piece so yeah oda ain't writing one piece probably not no more but he's gonna be writing one piece except maybe this chapter i don't know let's read hey oda asked chat 
ChatGPT to write the next One Piece chapter. One Piece manga creator H.O. Oda has been playing around with AI in the last few months. Last December, he made AI draw Luchi and thought it was hilarious that the process changed the intimidating man into a small girl. He drew a picture of Luffy's reaction and posted it as a video on the One Piece official YouTube channel. Oda's newest AI adventure goes a step further. He asked ChatGPT to write him the next One Piece chapter. Oh boy. The One Piece Twitter account posted the entire exchange, prefacing it with Oda asked the taboo question. In Oda's first message to ChatGPT, he says he can't think of the next One Piece story, so he asked ChatGPT to write an especially entertaining one. The AI obliged by detailing a story about the King of Shadows who kidnaps Chopper. In order to defeat him, Robin connects with the Shadow tribe from her past. With the help of newfound allies, the Straw Hat crew defeats the King of Shadows. What do you think of the story, AI asks Oda? It has a shadow-controlling villain, a mysterious race of shadow people, and new friends. Robin's role will also be important. Readers will want to pay attention to her knowledge and actions. Oda then replied, Sorry, this is boring. Could you please present a more interesting idea? <laughs> Yo, damn, Oda! What, 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 why the hate against the shadow people? What's up with that, Oda? What, what are you trying to say here, fam? I don't know, I'll be honest with you, that kind of sounded a little bit exciting, or at the very least, the plot of an OVA or a movie or something, I'm just saying, Oda, why you hating, dog? Like, yo, I ain't the biggest fan of AI, but don't be hating when there's a good idea, Oda, I'm just saying, you saying that's boring, dog, what, what are you talking about, bro, you the same man that wrote the Tontadas, I'm saying you wrote Foxy, bro. Okay, don't come with the smoke, I'm just trying to have a little fun here, I'm just trying to entertain, don't hurt me. Chat GPT then launched into a story where an alien secretly lives among the captain and crew. The alien's home planet was destroyed by an evil spaceship. Hey, that's Dragon Ball and Frieza. And they boarded the One Piece ship to pursue the enemy. The captain and crew helped the alien in their pursuit. In their journey, they stop at an island where an evil witch lives. The witch plans to steal the alien's star fragment, which is necessary to restore the alien's home planet. The captain and crew team up with the alien to defeat the witch, then restore the alien's planet. This time, Oda seemed to like the story. Thank you, he replied. I will write it exactly like that. Yeah, I Tune into the manga next week to see if Oda follows through. Yeah, he ain't writing none of that, bro. He might write uh, author comment referencing it, or he might put like one detail, but he ain't going with that. And both of those stories sound actually kind of interesting. It's scary to think about, dog. AI, I've seen AI being capable of doing animation. I've seen AI being capable of writing stories. Like, it's, and it's evolving very quickly at that. Very quickly. I've seen AI being able to imitate whole conversations. Like, there's a Biden versus Trump AI debate where they're like debating about One Piece characters and stuff. It is getting very scary. The distinction the ability to distinct reality from fiction is getting harder and harder with all of these ai things that is happening like i don't know it's scary and uh yeah i guess we gotta wait and see if oda's gonna follow through hey moving forward i always like to talk about these because we got a new piece of dragon ball memorabilia art i guess you would say this time by the creator of or one of the creators of the promised neverland dragon ball volume 22 by demizu posca the promised neverland this is part of the dragon ball super gallery project to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the series every month different mangaka will redesign one of the 42 covers of the series until november 2024 and taking a look i ain't gonna lie like the facial expression you can definitely see that looks more emma promise neverland but i like it i ain't gonna lie i think it looks pretty similar well no it doesn't look that similar yo shout outs to goku and the original dog goku that's the real goku black i'm just saying fam that's the real goku black right there dog toriyama was not playing he was like yo y'all want representation say less uh but yeah then this one is like hey 
different, yo, opposite direction. But yeah, uh, the Namekians in the back, that's pretty adorable. And just in general, cool little cover there. But uh, yeah, uh, it's crazy that Dragon Ball is so humongous. Like people be sleeping on Dragon Ball in Japan, you know, because of this, that, and the third. But dog, they're doing this every freaking month leading into 2024. And they've been doing this for like a year or two now, probably even three. It's madness. Moving forward, Demon Slayer fans, in case you don't know, the theatrical world tour thingy-majig is happening. In fact, as of the recording of this video, uh, it's March 3rd, Friday, while I'm recording it. A little spoiler alert, breaking the fourth wall, so to speak. Uh, I'm going to watch that Demon Slayer theatrical thing tonight. I'm bringing all my kiddos, and we're going to be having the time of our lives. Uh, Demon Slayer's Source Myth Village Arc Animes trailer reveals an April 9th premiere, so we know for sure now, April 9th, the official Twitter account for Demon Slayer's anime announced Wednesday that Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba's Swordsmith Village Arc uh, TV anime will premiere April 9th at 11.55pm on Fuji TV with a one hour special. The account posted the second promotional video and a new key visual. The video previews the opening theme song, Kizuna no Kiseki, Bonds of Miracle by Man with a Mission. Emiliette. Man with a Mission. Hey, the man on the moon. And uh, I ain't gonna lie, the promotional image that we got for it is pretty freaking fire. The new one that they have, it got Tanjiro, it got Mitsuri, Nezuko, it got some pretty cool stuff. And I, all, all around, like, I don't care what anyone says. You want to say, Demon Slayer is overrated. It's mid. You know you excited for this. Stop lying. If you're watching the segment right now and you got this far, I'm about a couple minutes into talking about it. You're watching this. Stop lying, okay? There is no freaking line. We know, dog. We know. So, yeah, April 9th, it's going down and I am massively excited. But, again, I'm also, by the time you're watching this, I will have already watched the Demon Slayer theatrical world tour thingy-majig. And I will also be having a review in the tuck, probably even dropping tonight. I don't know. Check Vanilla World out and go subscribe if you haven't already, my other channel. And subscribe here while we're at it. Hey, just subscribe all my stuff. Let's go. Nimrod Media Inc. Why not? Something we definitely need to talk about is Jujutsu Kaisen, dog. It is really mind-boggling. And I think this goes across the board for Shonen Jump or manga and anime related games in general not even just jump what is up with anime gaming like i did hear and i want to say we were reported on for never news a bunch of episodes back that hey uh it looks as though namco bandai scrapped a lot of plans because things was just not panning out the way they expected but jujutsu kaisen is way too big and way too much of a smash hit to not have a video game let alone you know a, a mobile game but also a console game like there's no jujutsu kaisen console game and i hope the fact is that they're taking their time and making a good one because that is very strange dog like especially now where they pumping out a lot of things really quickly jujutsu kaisen it's been popping for a few years now them not having any type of game not even a mobile game makes me question what's up what's happening over there in the world of shueisha but jujutsu kaisen's phantom parade smartphone game that i talked about it at least two years ago uh got delayed again or it might have been at the end of 2021 i want to say is when i talked about it uh the official twitter account for jujutsu kaisen's phantom parade role-playing game for ios and android announced on thursday that the game's been delayed again from this spring to sometime before the end of the year in order to improve the quality that's a good reason if that's legit the game previously delayed from 
2022 to spring 2023 in order to further improve the quality. Geez, how bad is the base of the game? What's going on here? Uh, Some Zap is developing the smartphone game based on Giga Akutami's Jujutsu Kaisen manga. The game will be free to play with optional in-app purchases. Shueisha revealed character designs, of course, for Yuji and them. And uh, Eve performs the theme song Avant. And apparently the story of this game was Saki and Kaito are first-year students at the Tokyo Prefecture Jujutsu High School Fukuoka Branch School. And Kensuke is the branch school's president. Uh, so that's supposed to be the story for this game. But yeah, dog, what is happening? This is a little bit strange. Jujutsu Kaisen came out, I want to say, was it 2018? We're in 2023 now, and there's not even a smartphone game. And the one that's supposed to have been out has been delayed and delayed and delayed. So it could be that this is a quality control thing, and I'm all for that. If it's like, yo, dog, let's get a good game. Let's not throw out nothing because a good game, good quality is always going to outlast and, and stay around way longer than the microwavable stuff. Every uh, all across the board like with music dog you're still listening to michael jackson you're still listening to prince you're still listening to the goats even now a lot of the you know microwavable music they're here today gone tomorrow not in your minds in a few years ever again you know what i'm saying so making quality content even with video games like you know you go back and you play classic games all the time right it helps to make it last longer so if they're putting in the time then i'm all for it but it is rather strange that in general anime gaming has slowed down to a screeching halt after they were pumping out game after game but i do think that's a positive thing because a lot of the games they were coming out was absolute dog water that one punch man game that i always pick on but i just got to keep it real it was a terrible game and we don't need any more things like that so this is a good thing but strange at the same time if you catch my drift Maybe they finally caught on that quality over quantity. Moving forward, something that I wanted to comment on because I'm upset. I'm angry. I am very disgruntled right now. DC. DC. And I'm not talking about Washington. They got, you know, they 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 on another different tip right now. I'm talking about DC Comics, Detective Comics. Um, what are y'all doing? Stop playing with Batman Beyond. First, it was a few weeks ago, a month ago, that we heard that there was a Batman Beyond live action that got canceled. Now this. Apparently, an animated Batman Beyond was in the works at DC. It is unknown if the film written by Dan Casey is still going to happen as it was put into development by Walter Hamada. So basically, they had like a whole staff switch there was a Batman Beyond animated film incoming that is pretty much in hiatus right now, I'm assuming. An indefinite hiatus. And stop, dog, stop. I don't know why, why, why Batman Beyond this keeps on happening to it. I've been a Batman Beyond fan since it started. I was a Batman Beyond fan from day one. I believe I was in second grade. I even think I wrote a little paper back then, you know, like in school, a paper about how much I love Batman Beyond and why it was awesome. Stop playing with Batman Beyond. At the very least, we have, I think, a comic incoming by my guy Nicholas Draper Ivy. So that's something to look forward to. But stop playing with Batman Beyond already. I want some more Batman Beyond. I want a Batman Beyond video game. I want a Batman Beyond live action. I want more Batman Beyond. Stop playing with me. And I get it. We lost Kevin Conroy, 100% a big blow, and that could very well be the reason why they put Batman Beyond's animated film on a, on a hope because Kevin Conroy was old Bruce Wayne. We got to move forward. Unless you're going to retire the Batman IP altogether in, in animated form, we got to move forward regardless if you still want to see more Batman. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask right now, are you watching? 
are you still okay with more Batman animated stuff without Kevin Conroy moving forward? Like, even if they put Mark Hamill, if Mark Hamill decides, you know what, I'm going to keep on going despite Kevin Conroy being gone, are you okay with that? Or do you want Batman to go into, you know, an indefinite goodbye? I mean, I feel like with Batman Beyond 2, yes, Bruce is definitely a massive part of it, all of that jazz, 100%. But it allows for, okay, Batman, you know, the, the Kevin Conroy character himself isn't the, the main, main character. So, you know, you got Terry McGinnis, Will Friedle, Eric Matthews from Boy Meets World. But, you know what I'm saying? Or they could do a whole new cast all together. Maybe start off fresh. I don't know how fans would take it. How would you take that? In general, I want more Batman Beyond. Um, and it is what it is. But, again, rest in peace and condolences to Kevin Conroy and his family. By no means am I trying to be disrespectful. I'm just saying, like, so are we retiring the Batman IP altogether? Or are we going to go forward? But time will tell either way. Stop canceling Batman Beyond stuff. It's starting to get me upset, dog. Next up, very interesting stuff. Cool beans for Eiichiro Oda creator of One Piece because apparently he was honored by the Shin Watanabe Award uh, for One Piece. The Watanabe Foundation for Music and Culture of the Watanabe Production Company presented One Piece creator Eiichiro Oda with his Shin Watanabe Award, which honors producers who promote the development of pop culture on Thursday. Oda received the award not just for creating the One Piece series, but also his work in producing the One Piece film Red Anime. Uh, or anime film. One Piece Film Red, of course, opened in Japan December 3rd. It's the biggest One Piece film of all time. And it was a smash hit. And I absolutely loved it. The allegory for what it represented. I'm buying that on Blu-ray just like I'm buying Dragon Ball Superheroes. Because those are the things that I still buy in anime manga. Nowadays, I'm not a big buyer of anime manga, just being honest. But if there's something that is really special to me, meaningful, like a lot of these movies that I watch with my kids... I'm here for that. That's what I'm here for now. That's my anime experience in 2023. Like, yes, I will buy a movie or something, you know, a volume or two that I really appreciate of a series. That's how I'm rocking. But there's too many digital avenues to just be throwing constant money at physical stuff that is just going to, you know, sit on the shelf for 100 million years. Just keeping it real. But this, I can rewatch this a few different times with my kids and just always go back to it. And shout outs to Oda for winning that award. I know I made it about me somehow. My bad. Very, very interesting. This is a big one. This might be one of the head stories of this episode. Um, apparently, a former president of a massive anime company recently spoke out and criticized uh, anime production committees. And in general, it looks like he was coming at the anime industry. Let's read so we have full context and then I'll give my opinion. Animator Supporters Project posts Toshio Okada's criticisms of production committee system with English subtitles. So apparently, again, it seems as though this big former president of an anime company came out and was criticizing the industry. On Monday, the Animator Supporters nonprofit organization began streaming an English subtitle clip from former Gainax president Toshio Okada's YouTube channel. The clip details Okada's criticisms of the anime production committee system. Okada claimed that animators are so poor, even though the industry is tracks more money than ever because the production committee caps the budgets on individual anime titles. This is apparently because of a culture of corporate collusion where the lead investing company determines beforehand the highest amount every other company and the committee can spend proportionally. Okada elaborated that because control over the copyright is proportional to the amount of investment, companies will bid to become the highest investor. This is usually 40%. Once they attain this status, they have the power to determine the budget. For example, if the lead investor spends 
$4 million, the budget would be capped at $10 million. After the budget has been determined proportionally, production committees will not accept larger investments from outsider, usually foreign companies. A large investment will be split into separate projects to keep those companies lower down in the production committee. For example, Okada said if a Chinese company offered to pay for an entire $10 million budget, the production committee would turn their investment into $50,000 chunks across 20 different projects. In other words, to maintain control and profits, the Japanese companies on anime production committees are incentivized to use the surplus from foreign investments to fund other projects instead of increasing an individual title's budget. Wow! So basically that means if let's just say, you know, a Chinese company, whatever, um, Lu Bei Productions, right? And I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just thinking Lu Bei from uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Lu Bei Productions comes through and they're like, yo, we got $10 million. Go use that to make uh, the next Naruto film. Again, just all, just for examples, for hypothetical purposes. And they're like, okay, bet. You got $10 million for us, Lu Bei Productions? No doubt. Thank you. And then they're like, yo, we got $10 million, dog. We're going to put about a million into the new Naruto film. And that other $9 million, we're going to make like 20 other projects, fam. It's lit. When that was supposed to be a $10 million Naruto movie. Okada says in the video that his primary source was the controversial director, Yutaka Yamamoto. Yamakan has been public about his own troubles getting funding in recent years. In 2017, the two men appeared in an interview together where they raised many of the same points about the production committee system. Animator supporters commented that Okada's video was a wonderful, straightforward explanation. It then stated that the reason why the project uses crowdfunding as its funding model is so that it can fully make use of international support for anime. Anime supporters released a music video last August which claimed to pay animators $180 per keyframe, which is two to four times more than the industry standard. The organization is now crowdfunding for a second music video featuring voice actress and singer Aya Hirano as the vocalist. The organization plans to produce at least one new short animation annually and scale the payment structure to a fixed salary rather than by piece rate. The new campaign is called the New Anime Making System Project Phase so basically it seems as though the anime production committee system is one of the main reasons why we're getting a lot of bots projects basically they're being greedy and thinking yo we could just make like 10 new ips opposed to using the money that we just got from investors that was supposed to be for one project or two projects we could make 15 projects and yeah that's horrible that's horrible and that's why we're getting bad production quality issues why we're getting delays and all sorts of stuff because the committees are being greedy definitely would love to know you guys' take on this what do you think about the production committees being one of the downfalls of a lot of really good titles moving forward we got kaiju number eight sales apparently kaiju number eight is still going massively strong and it says here kaiju number eight manga stomps charts with 11 million copies in circulation mind you there is no anime yet the power of an impeding anime adaptation can never be denied and the latest to see a further boost is the popular kaiju number eight manga the updated global numbers are in along with the japanese release of volume 9 putting naoya matsumoto series at an impressive 11 million copies in circulation 10 million of which are in japan so it's 1 million world outside of japan 10 million in japan it was just back in november that the series announced a milestone of 8.88 million copies which means the series has seen a circulation boost of over 2 million copies in just a matter of months 
Next up for the series is a TV anime adaptation, which has production IG as the animation studio with Kaiju supervision by Studio Kara. The series is currently set to premiere sometime in 2024, so we still got a whole of years away. Uh, I hope it can sustain itself in popularity because it's definitely not as talked about and as hyped as it was uh, last year, but... I think this is a good time to get into Kaiju number 8 if you're not already because you still got a whole year until the anime shows up anyway. Pokemon fans, in case you don't know, the new Pokemon anime is on its way. It will no longer have Ash and Pikachu. And according to this, it says uh, Pokemon's new series anime airs on April 14, 2023. And again, it will be with an hour-long special. I am going to be watching this and more than likely on my main channel, you can expect some type of video uh, where I will be talking about this one because I always like to give at the very least when the first episode or you know the premiere of a new pokemon starts give my two cents in so more than likely i'll probably be talking about this one i don't see why i wouldn't uh, and it'll be an hour-long special and we got a new key visual with the new main characters again a boy and a girl and their starter pokemons but we also got a pikachu with a sailor's hat i wonder if pikachu is still going to be involved or it's going to be a different pikachu altogether it looks like they don't want to completely remove the mascot and you got charizard back there that's fire as hell hey no pun intended uh art looks dope i'm i'm excited but at the same time it's like it's still more kids instead of it going like pokemon you know a new era begins a new journey begins with ash being a little older it's like no we're just gonna remove ash and get a couple of new 10 year olds why not but hopefully this is Ash's children. That would kind of be dope. And we could see them trying to live up to Ash or something. You never know. Moving forward, there's a new Shonen Jump magazine incoming. Kind of crazy. Weekly Shonen Jump will publish Study Jump Spring 2023. A new seasonal magazine releasing April 1st. It will be directed to elementary and high school students. And will include works from Boichi, Ryuhei Tamura. Hey, my guy from Beelzebub back. Taishi Tatsui, uh, Tomohiro Hasegawa, and Haruichi Furudate. Here's the list of works Taino Fushigi by Boichi go check that out Pyramid no Himitsu by Ryuhei Tamura I love me some pyramids let's go uh, Content Recipe by Taishi Tatsutsui uh, YouTube Kyoshitsu by Tomohiro wait YouTube uh, a manga about YouTube by Tomohiro Hasegawa okay and Inu to Ego by Haruichi Furudate some works will be serialization while others will be one shots I hope that Ryuhei Tamura one ain't a one shot I hope that's serialized likewise with Boichi's series the other ones I feel like i know these mangaka i would just have to see what series they did they all sound familiar like haruichi furudate tomohiro hasegawa taishi sutsui i'm not too sure but yeah i'm looking forward to this one i mean again it well maybe i shouldn't say i'm looking forward to this one per se because they are being very specific that it's directed to elementary and high school students so maybe i might yeah i'm gonna dial it back a bit i might check out the ryuhei tamura and boichi ones just to see like okay yeah yeah directing it to elementary and high school students maybe it could have something good because at the end of the day shonen jump itself it, i mean shonen means boy it's jump boy you know what i'm saying so maybe it still could have some appealing aspects and at the very least it would be good to note what are they aiming at the kids nowadays i always like to see like well what are y'all trying to you know what messages are y'all pushing towards the youth let's let's give it a go so pyramid no he Mitsui and Tai no Fushigi, I might give checkouts just because also those authors are 
pretty notable, but we'll see. They might not be much. They might be good. Only time will tell. Jujutsu Kaisen fans, apparently Jujutsu Kaisen will be commemorating its fifth anniversary this week with, again, the third character popularity poll. We spoke about that in the last episode. Participants will also be able to vote with physical tickets from the magazine and Volume 22, and the series will open a special website and gift wallpapers on Twitter. I want those wallpapers. I'm just saying Jujutsu Kaisen is fire. It's one of the best series in Jump. You ain't gonna tell me otherwise. Let's go. Don to Don fans, it's still going strong. It's reached 2.55 million copies in circulation with nine volumes. Definitely feels like it slowed down. It felt like it was on pace to be with nine volumes, like five to 10 million sales. So it seems as though the hype slowed down a little bit for Don to Don. I don't know what's up with that, but whenever that anime comes, it will tell whether it's a not flop because 2.55 million on a digital series ain't flop by no means, but it felt like it was supposed to be a lot bigger and something happened that slowed it down. I don't know if the Chainsaw Man hype just didn't leave room for it or it needs the anime, but yeah, that's, that's my thoughts on that. And then this one was fascinating. So apparently there was this image that was floating around and a lot of people were speculating like, yo, did they just leak out the identity of the author of Demon Slayer? What's going on here? Because a photo leaked of a bunch of mangaka, one of which including Taite Kubo, author of Bleach, chilling out at what looks like a restaurant or a lounge of some sorts. And a lot of people were speculating on who the mangaka were, but we got some insight onto it. It says here, since this image resurfaced online, let's explain. It was taken and posted by Kenta Shinohara in 2018 from left to right. Hiroshi Shibashi, Richiro Inagaki, is Richiro Inagaki the, uh, I believe that's the writer of Dr. Stone, Yoshiyuki Nishi, and Taite Kubo, again, author of Bleach, Koyoharo Gotoge, and Ryuhei Tamura, which is the authors of Demon Slayer and Beelzebub, also attended this meeting, but do not appear, they probably protected their identity, and it says here, all these mangaka met to have some drinks after the preview of the Jump exhibition held back in 2018 to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the magazine. So no, the picture doesn't show Gotoge's appearance. Probably not their hands either. Just the four mentioned having fun. Shout out to Kubo kicking it with the author of Demon Slayer and Beelzebub. But that is... God, I wish I was a fly on the wall and understood what they were saying because that would be fire. Like, yo, if anybody recorded that. See, these are the things I'm sure they don't think about because, I mean, at the end of the day, Kubo and Gotoge are up, up. You know, they, they I'm sure they got to have gotten the bag from their series. But how much that would be worth a video of all of these mangaka that you never get to see hanging out and talking and stuff like that. That would be priceless. But I don't think the mangaka in Japan think that way at all. Okay, people, and let's take a look at the Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments courtesy of Joe underscore. Okay. And to start off, people, we got One Piece's Eichiro Oda said, With Red's theatrical run over, we had a barbecue with the main staff who worked so hard on it. There's so many more people I want to feed meat to. Pause, Oda, pause. You just want to sling meat, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oda, fuck the fuck out. Oda, what are you doing? Oda! <laughs> We got Blue Box's Koji Miura. I went to a live performance by BBHF. Afterwards, I walked to Harajuku while listening to their music. Okay, okay, okay. We got me and Roboko Shuhei Miyazaki. The Mino chips from Kalbi are delicious and I can't stop eating them with alcohol. Ooh, that last part. I don't know what you're doing there, Shuhei. Like, you you, you taking it too far, lad? Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. But yeah, seriously though, like, I don't know. The chips is cool. What do you, what do you need the alcohol? You know what I'm saying? Uh, then we got Marshall Magic and Muscle's very own Hajime Komodo. Getting to watch Professional on You Next is great. 
I don't know what professional is. I'm imagining that's a show. Uh, Sakamoto Days is Yuto Suzuki. I drink a ton of Red Bull and stuff, but caffeine has never had an effect on me. You probably are so overloaded on it that you're immune. You literally just said you drink a ton of Red Bull and stuff. More than likely, that's why you're not feeling the effects. It's like, uh, for example, with me, when I drink coffee frequently eventually after a certain point i'm still absolutely exhausted if you was to take a caffeine detox for a few days that red bull probably smack heavy or you could supplement it with healthier choices you know drink some tea that'd be better just just throwing that in there yuto suzuki uh then we got my hero academia's kohei horikoshi i used the zebra mechanical pencil fixing service and received a warm message and a replacement Alrighty then I used them pencils to make some greatness fam we got akane banashi's takamasa moe i've been debating about joining the local futsu league but i've gotten so fat that i need to get in shape <laughs> Alrighty then yo there ain't nothing to it but to do it. Hop in the gym, lad. We got Witch Watches, Kenta Shinohara. Thank you for the Valentine's Day chocolates. I ate them with my staff. You're about 14 days after the fact. Uh, well, maybe that was a frequent jump. I don't know. Uh, we got Undead Unlux Yoshifumi Tezuka. I'm drawing this chapter while using the thing that shoots electricity to the back of your foot that I won at the New Year's party. I hope it works. Okie dokie, alrighty. <laughs> uh, we got Gege Akutami uh, from Jujutsu Kaisen. I thought it was finally possible to differentiate them by hairstyle, but suddenly they both have their hair up. Who is he talking about? Is he talking about Megami and Yuji? I am so confused. Or, ah, it might be he was referring to Kenjaku and Choso because they did kind of sort of look similar. Maybe I'm off on that. Uh, the Elusive Samurai's Yusei Matsui, also formerly the author of Assassination Classroom. I lost 7 kgs to get down to 73, but my body fat percentage is still bad. How do I have so little muscle? Well, get in the gym and lift there you go <laughs> easier said than that i know but still you can get in the gym and do your thing fam it's, it's okay mission yozakura family's hitsuji gondaida and yes i decided to do all of the shonen jump comments why not i had heard that michael bubble and ikuzo yoshi have similar voices and it was the top aha moment i had in the last few years okay uh cypher academy by yuji iwasaki uh, is that a new series? Might be a new series. I love horse racing, so I was happy to get to draw all those horses. I want to ride a horse again. Is that manga about horse racing? No, <laughs> I have no idea. Let me not joke around. Uh, yeah, before people say, oh, huh, you hated Cypher Academy, and now it's the most popular thing in the world, even though I'm joking about a horse racing comment, but people be people. Ichigoki's Under Control by Seiji Hayashi. I've never had hemorrhoids, but that thing I had that one time was actually a hemorrhoid. Well... Sounds like you had hemorrhoids. Uh, the Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins by Tizen 5. It's suddenly gotten a lot more spring-like. Please enjoy chapter 14. Uh, well, one day it's 70 degrees, next day it's 50. You never know what you're gonna get these days. Fabricant 100 by Daisuke Enoshima. Yo, most of these manga are like at the bottom and I've never heard of. It's wild. My friend made me $100 for my birthday. The real doctor. Wow. Okie dokie. We got Yuki Tabata from Black Clover. My three-year-old daughter will stick the salon pons patches on our backs for us. So helpful. What is, oh, the salon pa? Maybe that's something from a salon? Uh, shout out to Tabata. We bring up his kids i do the same thing i feel you tabata we got tokyo demon bride story by 
Tadaichi Nakama. I learned that martial artist Shinya Aoki and comedian Zakoshiyo are relatives, and that got me hyped for the first time in a while. No idea who homie's talking about, but Ganbate Kurosai on your manga, fam. Ginka and Gluna by Shinpei Watanabe. I enjoy videos where old or dirty stuff is rejuvenated. I've been watching a lot of old house do-it-yourself lately. Okay, very sad one. The final comment from the author of PPPP, Mapolo3. Thank you to everyone who supported me. Uh, we hope you return. Honestly, PPPP uh, was underrated, and it sucks to see it go because it was pretty awesome manga. And yeah, that was the Weekly Shonen Jump author comments. And we actually have Weekly Shonen Magazine. We have a double dose, I think, from a couple weeks that we missed. So let's just jump straight into them. We got Kate Urana, author of Gachi Akuta. Thanks to everyone, the series has made it through a year of serialization. That might mean, hey, we're not going to get canceled right away. There's a ton of fun stuff I want to show you all, so I hope you'll keep supporting me. Yeah, I really want to catch up on Gachi Akuta. That manga was gas from what I read. I think I read like the first chapter or two. It was pretty gas. Uh, we got Nakama Suzuki, author of Seven Deadly Sins and Four Nights of the Apocalypse, of course. My wife surprised me with a present that turned out to be a PS5. Thanks so much. Now, game on. No, before you game on, homie, you got to bless shorty. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know her interests and likes, but you got to do something nice for her, though. She got you that P5. Stop playing. Stop playing, Nagama. Relax. <laughs> Shoutouts to his wife, though. Uh, George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ippo. I went to the Tokyo Government Office Metropolitan Assembly in Shinshiku. Okie dokie. Uh, we got, let's see. I always like, like, yo, that is totally Asta from Black Clover. Dead account? That, that's Asta from Black Clover. Uh, Shizumu Watanabe. I've been fiddling with my smartphone too much when I should be working, so I bought a box to put it into so I can concentrate. Now I can't find my phone. I've had that happen to me. Hiromashima, author of Zero. The new game forecast for February is crazy. It's as if these games are conspiring to steal as much time as possible from me. Stop playing the games and get to work, Hiro. Don't slack. You the GOAT. You the GOAT, Hiro. Don't do it. Uh, we got the author Blue Lock. Use Kenomura. My kids have taken to saying, keh, dirty fireworks lately. Now I wonder where they learned that from. We'll do Negi Haraba, um, author of Ranger Reject. I'm having a ton of fun with the TV drama Brush Up Life each week. I'm looking forward to that Ranger Reject anime. And then we got Yoshitoki Oima, author of To Your Eternity. I got addicted to Eho Maki and gained 3 kg. Okay, that was the first round of Weekly Shonen Magazine, and then we got another week as well. Let's see here, we got Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero. Hogwarts Legacy is pretty fun. I thought I was way too old to enjoy attending a magical school, but here we are. Uh-oh, Hiro, you shouldn't have said that. They're gonna come for you, fam. They're gonna come for you. You can't play that. <laughs> Let me not get into that bag. Let's leave it alone. All right, Hero, you like Hogwarts Legacy? YOLO. But yeah, be, be prepared, Hero. If they haven't already, they coming. Ay! Oh, we got Shizumu Watanabe, author of Dead Account, aka Black Clover's Asta with blue hair. Seeing his hair parted to one side of one eye is kind of hot, isn't it? I hope you enjoy Kasumata on the color page this chapter. You mean Asta? No. <laughs> Let me stop. Uh, okay, then we got Tia, the editor of Blue Lock. I ate so much chocolate that I smell like cocoa now. LMAO. Stop eating chocolate, fam. And you gotta stop getting all that chocolate from them ladies you're always talking about. <laughs> Nagaba Suzuki, author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse. My bronchial tube is weak, so I can have neck and throat pain for weeks on end. Ganbate, uh, and I hope you get better. All jokes aside, that's not good. Uh, terrible stuff. Wishing you the best, fam. Uh, we got Negi Haraba, author of Ranger Reject. I made a mistake making broth and created enough for 10 people. There's no way I can finish all of this. Yeah, well, 
you got food for a, a while, fam. Uh, George Morikawa's Hajime no Ippo, or Hajime no Ippo's George Morikawa. Can someone measure how unhealthy one can be before it's too much? Uh, your body will tell you, fam. And we wrap this up with Yoshitoki Oima from To Your Eternity. Rotating in that place 10 times leads to function worsening in 2 hours. Yikes. That's 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 not good, lad. But yeah, those were the Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. As always, treats. Alright, and it's time to jump into the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joe's underscore K. And uh, I feel like I'm a broken record with this one, but more blue lock! No. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the blue lock uh, insanity continues. We got blue lock volume 3 and volume 8 starting off the top 50 at places 50 and 49. Then hopping up a little bit we got even though at 47 the tensai shitara dai nana oji is that the slime series i don't know but that cover looks cool uh then we got at places 46 through 44 we got blue lock again volume 20 volume 2 volume 19 all doing about like 14k a piece roughly at 43 blue box uh the romance sports series in shonen jump holding it down i think this is the first again romance series since nisekoi to really uh, take uh flight in shonen jump uh in 17 days 104k 14,000 this week uh yeah it's doing pretty decent numbers to be honest and it's only been out uh, well, been about a, about a month. Yeah, damn near a month exactly as of the recording of this one. Uh, then we got Blue Lock yet again. Jeez Louise. At places 42 and 41 with 14K apiece for volumes 18 and 16. Ay, 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 ay. Okay, then we got places 40 through 31. More Blue Lock. Oh my gosh, Blue Lock. It's like they really want you. Hey, in case you didn't know, they got this little series called Blue Lock. And I bet you anything, a lot of people watching these have gotten into Blue Lock just because I've been telling y'all so much of how this is going crazy and maybe a lot of people ain't here at blue lock but uh places 40 through 37 uh volume 17 volume 1 volume 15 volume 14 of blue lock uh yet again with about 14k a piece each uh then ooh, what's this the art looks interesting shadows house volume 13 three days 14.5k at 36 i i gotta write that one down that looks very interesting shadows house yeah uh then at 35 blue lock volume 13 14.7 uh kudosaki hey ichigo no <laughs> at 34 uh blue lock volume 12 with 15.2 570k total at uh place 33 uh then moving forward more blue oh my god blue lock again volume 9 volume 11 what is this blue lock leave me alone <laughs> a 15.3k a piece let's go then we got places 30 through 21 blue lock yet again volume 10 with 15.5k yeah, wow I really got to get up on Blue Lock. Not only just because of the sales. I've heard it's really good. And it's the new sports series, fam. If you're not on the new sports series, are you really a manga fan? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah. Then we got Kingdom at number 27. Shaking things up. Volume 67 with 16.2 this week. 543,000 total. That cover looks so good. I ain't gonna lie. I like that cover. It looks hype. Main character in the front kind of looks a little like me. Now let me stop. I'm getting cocky. I know. I know. It doesn't look anything like you, Fnav. Okay. All right. Whatever. You win. You're right. Uh, Moving forward. 
Oh, MF Ghost, Volume 16. I, I remember, is that The Driving Series? I believe this is like a sequel or a spinoff or within the same universe as The Driving Series. And I can't remember the name of it, but The Driving Series. And I'm sure Chris will point it out for us. Uh, then we got At 23, Blue Locket again, Volume 21, 18.5K. Chainsaw Man, Volume 13, uh, with 18.5K this week. Total 580. Yeah, that Chainsaw Man is going strong. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Chainsaw Man will be in the top 10 best-selling manga of the year. Likewise with Blue Lock, but Blue Lock is just way different of an animal. Uh, then we got places 20 through 11. Tokyo Revengers Final Volume, Volume 31, 18.8, uh, 700 and basically 50k total thus far. Wow, Tokyo Revengers came like a storm and left even quicker. No, <laughs> no it stuck around for a while to be honest. Uh, then we got, is that Monster Musume? I didn't realize that's still going. Monster Musume no Iru Nichijo. Is that like a slice of life, Monster Musume? I don't know, but Volume 18 in 7 days, 19.4k or 19.6k. That was probably like people selling it early. Usually, I believe that's what that is. When it's like 19.4k for the week, but it's 19.6k total, it's because about, you know, 100 and something copies were sold illegally before street date or something like that. The Fable, the second contact. Okay, interesting. That looks kind of cool. Uh, 23.8, 121 uh, sales total, 14 days. That, that looks cool. Then we got uh, Noragami. Wow, Noragami's still doing its thing. Volume 26, 24K in four days. All right, not not bad, not bad. What's Tensai Kenja no Isekai Life? Another Isekai, but in 10 days, 57K. Can't be mad at it with 25K uh, this week. Not bad, not bad, but you know what it's time for. The top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10. Coming in at number 10 is something called Kanojo Okarishimasu. And in three days, 26.6K. It's kind of crazy. A few years ago, especially peak pandemic, these sales, like, yo, to be in the top 10, like in the peak pandemic, dog, it was usually everything is doing like 75k to 100k up it's kind of crazy to see like yo you in the top 10 if you sold 26k or something like that it's little wild uh more blue lock volume 22 with 28.3 346,000 total this week let's go uh blue giant explorer that looks really cool with the saxophone volume 8 31.6 67.9 total diamond no ace act 2 is that the final volume i don't think that's the final volume volume 33 37.5 three days again i think that uh if i'm not mistaken yeah the author had to go on hiatus he said i just can't do it my mental health isn't great right now when i return i'll i'll go back to it but for now he's having mental health issues and i respect it so get better uh to the author which i believe the author is yuji terajima so uh, shout outs to him hope he's doing good uh then at number four a baseball manga called mix Volume 20. It looks very simple. It looks like 80s are interesting. Uh, almost 40K in 10 days. Not bad. 107K. Wow. Uh, then, of course, the big hero, the, the enchilada. I'm here. My Hero Academia, Volume 37 in 17 days. 64.7 this week with 559 total thus far. That cover is pretty gas. I love it. At number two, this is really, really hype. I ain't gonna lie. In case you don't know, Yomi no Sugai, Volume 3. Well, it's 67.5 this week with 137.5 total. Yomi no Sugai, that's from the creator of Full Metal Alchemist. I'm sure you could tell that that even character right there just looks like a uh, gender bender Edward Elric. That's Edward Elric gender bender with a little bit of like maybe evil eyes and stuff like that. Or quote unquote evil eyes the way you know like hey they're, they're evil, they're mad, sinister or whatever. But yeah, I remember reading the first chapter too and thinking... This is going to be humongous. This is great. Uh, so big shout outs to Hiromu 
Arakawa. She's doing her thing. This is going to be a big one. Look out for it. If you haven't read it already, based off the first chapter, I can only speak on the first chapter. Maybe second one. I can't remember if I read I think I read the second one. It was really, really good. Like, really good. So, you might want to look into it. Full Metal Alchemist creator, Full Metal Alchemist author, artist. Yeah. And then number one, what is this? Yubisaki to Renren. What? Renren? In seven days, 70k with uh 71.3 in total again like i told you pretty much about like 500 people sold it before street date this looks like some sort of romance series but okay um i'm gonna look out for it. yubisaki toro renren yubisaki to renren okay all right <laughs> and yeah people that was the top 50 best-selling manga of the week courtesy of joe's underscore k very very interesting and mixed one again this yomi no su guy makes me want to hop back in like yo dog they doing gender bender edward elric what'll they think of next no. <laughs> But yeah, that's all we have for this one. I'm Fineb World, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule: anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace, and you guys just watched another episode of Whatever News. Have an awesome day. Subscribe and hit that bell and all that good stuff. Yeah. I have a dream alone in my room as I sit with the tea. Couldn't possibly think what I often see, and you don't even know how I often blink. Lights be flashing and looking at. Me, such a odd unique, yet I'm so unique And you're looking at me If the walls could talk, they would probably be weak And I'd probably say, bitch, get the fuck off me